Welcome to episode 34 of Sean and D's Good Tape. I'm Sean Newell. That's Dennis Brzezinski over there. How you doing, D? Hello, Bungo. I'm doing very good. Uh, I, yeah, no, excited to do the show today. Yeah. Sh- that's Walter Payton, right? We're all agreed it's Walter Payton. It, it, it's a, I, I think that's the best one to choose, probably. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, hey, so I'm home in Michigan right now. So I just want to, to do this really quick. You know, for everybody that's been listening. So there's there's the Foo Fighters one album. Copy, okay. One copy. Okay. That's the one from the official Foo Fighters. <laughs> there's the independent record store copy. <laughs> it looks exactly the same as the first. But this sticker is different. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the target exclusive. Okay. Oh, that's the different. Cover. Okay. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah. So what's so what what does that have yeah. on it that the other ones don't besides a different cover? It nothing. Okay. All right. Shut the fuck up, Sean. <laughs> oh, it's got embossed cover art and band photo. And then of course the C D copy. The C D copy, which is like which version of it would you compare it to record wise? The black vinyl version. Okay. Like the, bl- the cheap version. That leads me into really quickly. Uh, being here back at home in Michigan, my brother-in-law, whose uh, name I don't want to disclose, uh, uh, actually asked me to borrow CDs today. And I gave him Color and the Shape, Wasting Light, Super Unknown, the first Audio Slave album, and Versus. Very nice. But I got to yeah. say, this is a breakthrough for you that you actually let somebody take CDs of yours. Is it because you have them all on vinyl now, though, and you care about the vinyl more? Yes, more okay. than likely. Okay. <laughs> that, I, I thought about that too, because when he asked about Pearl Jam, I was like, oh, okay, but yeah. So Richie's being awful quiet here. I guess I didn't introduce him. Richie, how are you today? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Very, that th- very us- thought-provoking, yes. Well, but, you know, that's about what he adds to the show. <laughs> 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 we're going to get a text. We're going to get a text at about, I don't know, 7.30 on Monday morning that's going to be very derogatory towards you for that comment, I'm sure. Well, yeah. it's all good. It's yeah. all good. It's all in fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, we got a great special show today. Uh, uh, my niece, Kate, who I brought up several times, is going to join us soon uh, as, as our, our co-host this week. And, uh, oh, speak of the devil, there she comes. She's still connecting uh, to audio. She'll be on in a second. Oh, she's muted herself too. Got to learn how to use that Zoom. Look at that. Oh, she, Look at the professional mic and everything. Uh, wow. Uh, abs- absolutely. No, she knows what she's doing. She, she's she got this shit, Sean. Yeah. How's it that going, Katie? Timing, Katie? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Long time. What's it been? A couple decades, something like that. I know. I was thinking like, what, like 20... 
five plus years. Yeah, no, 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 less than twenty five years. Well, it's it's no, close. It's, it's, it's been, I've it's seen been you 13, since then. It's been about thirteen years. Yeah, was it your yeah, surprise party? Once your uncle's thirtieth birthday. Yeah. yeah, surprise party at uh, what was that place in Jacksonville called that we always all went to and ate and stuff on oh, Fridays? Damn, I can't remember that. It was an Irish bar, but shocking for Jacksonville. I know an Irish bar. In Lanigans. No. So, it's close. It's close. <laughs> that was a great guess, though. <laughs> oh, Halloran's. Yeah, no. Oh, Bay- Mallory's. Is Bay- was, it, was it Bayhands? Is that right? Bayhands. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I, I knew it was gonna. I was gonna think of it eventually. So, so did, you didn't buy that microphone just for today, right? You already had it. I'm hoping. No, um, we have a plethora. My husband's a gamer, and he um, was messing around for a while with a bunch of different rigs, and then we have a lot. So if you have other guests and you need people to have microphones, we can, we have some to spare. You can ship them. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you, did you pick out the entire playlist this week or did you two pick it together? Cause I didn't have much to do with it. This, this go around. We, we picked, we picked it, together. it together. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a couple of songs that, that I was like, no, we have to talk about these songs. And, uh, and, and then, and Katie, got her uh, input in on too, too but i think we i think we're both satisfied with the way it went right yeah most of the songs picked themselves but then at the end so so setting this up and uh and and katie i'm you know uh i remember you came and visited me when i was living in the trailer in franklin and uh uh, uh and sean actually took care of you a lot of the times like he would he would take you to jacksonville you know, and, and, and hang out with you and make you feel like <laughs> you belong. And it, it always meant the world to me that both of you guys, you know, did that. Like, we we that went was... to McDonald's a time or two. Yeah. How old were you then? And uh, <laughs> what were you like? I remember seven or once eight? him going to the gas station with you too. Well, we went to the gas like, station hey, in Franklin all the like time. To it, hang was, out or... it was literally the only place in Franklin to go was the gas station. So yeah, that's uh-huh. not, that's not and shocking. uncle had like a crush on, maybe had a crush on uh, the lady who worked there or something. That could be. I don't know. Let's go with that. <laughs> a lot of my memories of the different things will be kind of fuzzy because this is like when I'm like seven or yeah, and that's what mostly. We're and then, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny. That <laughs> it'll you be say- like, um, I don't have probably a lot of profound things to say because I'm like recollecting the memories of a seven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. So let's get into the well, first song here. Go ahead, D. No, uh, so no, that's perfect because this was around those times when Katie was visiting us mm-hmm. or visiting me and uh, and hanging out with you. Uh, uh, it's Monkey Wrench by the Foo Fighters, and and my favorite recollection of the song is driving Katie around. We were listening to the song, and the uh, the part where it gets really heavy, and he says shit. Katie was seven, six, seven, eight years old, and looked at me like, "Is it okay if I sing this?" <laughs> I looked at her. I was like, "Yeah, no, go ahead." Like we were just having a great time and she sang the song. And then after it was over, I told her, I was like, listen, I, it, it's a bad word. Sing it, sing it. That's not you singing it. It's the artist singing. So it's all great. It's all good. And, and, and that's just one of my favorite memories about this song among other things, but, but to have that memory with Katie just makes me so happy. 
Yeah, that's funny. I remember you telling her that, as a matter of fact. And uh, it's it's funny to look at it from the perspective of being the age that we are now. And I have a I have a child that's the same age that you were at that time. And there's no way I would ever tell him that now. But it's funny you got to you know you you got to uh, hang out with a couple of eighteen or nineteen year olds at the time that that allowed things like that. So, funny stuff. Yeah, I um I never even like paid attention to what the song meant or anything until like going over the show notes. But yeah, I just remember loving that I could say shit in front of an adult. <laughs> you know, this song is really, really interesting. I did. I mean, you can tell what the song's about. It's pretty self-explanatory from the from the direction mm-hmm. that it goes. But I did not realize that it was about his Dave Grohl's ex-wife and about uh, their their relationship coming to an end. You knew it was some sort of relationship coming to an end, but I didn't know it was that personal to him until reading through the notes earlier today actually because i didn't read the notes until until this morning and 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 that's this album this album was his divorce album and and it's profound there's so much to it uh other than just this song uh it's it's so great but this song kicking it off is just blows you away Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's a it's a very powerful star is this the first song on the record uh, it's not. It's the second song. I mean. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say it's, I knew it was up towards the top, but I uh, couldn't remember for sure where, where it was at. But yeah, I mean, then, you know, we're going to talk about Everlong a little bit later in the show, which also ties into this. And I, I mean, I just, I've listened to that album for years. It's, it's probably the best, if not one of the two best Foo Fighter albums of all time. And uh, I just never knew the backstory on where all of the, the angst in the album came from, but it makes sense now. No, and it's perfect. And Katie, uh, uh, uncle that lives here, uh, he doesn't want his name put out on the internet, but uh, uh, asked me for CDs today. And I gave, this was the first album I thought of to give him was The Color and the Shape. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Katie, are you as surprised as I am that Dennis Did he start had... listening to it? Oh, well, he, he, he he's going to camp. He went to camp. And uh, 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 so it, this was the one I told him to start with. I gave him five CDs, and this was the one I told him to start with. So, are you as surprised as I was, Katie, that uh, that D actually allowed somebody to take his precious CDs with him, with them somewhere? Because I mean, this is—I think this is probably a first in history. Well, the vinyls are probably more precious now. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, and it's funny you bring that up. That's that. Uh, uh, I before you came on, I showed Sean uh, and our listeners my different copies of the Foo Fighters last album, which is three vinyls and one CD. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. The vinyl is more precious. (laughs) I have to say that I didn't realize that this was, that we were recording for the podcast until Sean was like, okay, let's talk about it. You didn't tell her or whatever. I literally told him when he (laughs) sent you the note to let you know, we were going to bring you on mid show. So, so nothing I yeah. said until right now matters. Okay. It's it's all it's all about the editing. Even even in the setup, I was going to ask if I'd ever written in Betty, but since I didn't think we were re- recording, I was going to save it. The car, so we can come back to that. Yeah. No, it was gone by then. We tore the crap out of it. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It's. It's. My uh, car. It's. Pre- it's. Um, the car that I. Yeah. Go ahead. The car that I had when you got there. The, uh, the big blue caprice was the one that replaced Benny. Mm-hmm. So Benny was. Oh, called. Benny. Mm-hmm. I've been calling it Betty. That's okay. <laughs> In my head. <laughs> I've not been talking about your car to other people. 
it's been it's been gone for a long time so it's all good either way yeah. <laughs> it's been gone since that summer actually so yeah i hope i hope benny and betty are happy together yeah. they are right now. <laughs> and prixie and what was the what was richie's car uh the rivy and all the all the names that we had for cars so, yeah mm-hmm. rivy and prixie and, yeah. and the bitch and yeah yeah <laughs> the the one thing about this song too that i i will say that was in the notes that i think everybody always thinks about with it is uh when you get to the part of the song that we were talking about where the word shit is in it just that whole that whole part where dave Grohl just sings his heart out i was shocked to see in the notes that that was one take and that he did it all at once because he does he can't do it in concert i've seen him a few times in concert and it, it cannot be recreated that way there's no way no, no, and he does not. He does not pull it off well in concert either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whether you look it up on YouTube or not, but it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's and it's so great, and it's such a powerful uh, uh, moment. And 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 I just remember, Katie, <laughs> you, you looking over at me and we're like, "Yep, nope, let it go, let it go." <laughs> the fact that you knew the words to the song just made me so fucking happy too. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So the next song on the list is um, uh, for for our taste. I mean, it's not a new song by any means. It's ten years old, but it's it's new for our lists a lot of the time. And it's Florence and the Machine, No Light, No Light. And I'm not sure which one of you picked it, but whichever one of you did, go for it. Uh, it was a mutual we, pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was either between this and uh, Shake It Out, right? Right, right. I'll I remember the second album. Yeah, Uncle had showed me. Florence and the Machine after he saw that you saw them on Saturday Night Live. I, I think so. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Yep. I think and it was both of those songs. performances that you sent those you sent those to me. That's how I heard about Florence. Yeah. Yeah. And is, is, is the band a, is the band a favorite up. now or is it is, or is just the song or do you like the band just in general? Oh, I love them. Yeah, but this is one of yeah, this is like one of the first songs and I guess so it said in the notes, like Time Magazine named this as 2011 Song of the Year with Adele's Rolling in the Deep. I actually, I wanted to, so it was between those two songs and I wanted to pick this song because I thought it was less well-known, but I guess it might be just as famous or more famous than Shake It Out. <laughs> Had you heard this song well, before? Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, Katie, I, I've, I've probably pushed this on Sean. If it wasn't for me, it was probably Amanda also you know, had heard the song before, but it's, it's God, her voice is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of the first things I thought of when I, when I saw this, you know, like this was probably back in my Coles days when I came home on a Saturday night and had uh, SNL on the DVR and uh, no light, no light and uh, uh, shake it out. We're both on there, you know, just sitting on my couch sobbing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, like these songs are so powerful. So I push them to, you know, uh, Katie and her sister and uh, uh, yeah and Katie took it you know it was just like this is amazing this is so great and it just made me so happy and it's just her voice is just so powerful well you mentioned you mentioned uh, Katie mentioned a second ago about this song being the the 2011 song of the year by Time Magazine with Rolling in the Deep being the runner up. I mean, <laughs> talk about two voices that you I mean, that's a pick 'em. I mean, Adele's got one of the best voices in music history, but but uh this is right up there as well. I that's a that's a major compliment to beat out an Adele song for song of the year. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. 
Katie, what do you think about Adele? You love her, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's the one I was talking to Uncle last week or the week before. We were, and we, we were talking about like, we like the kind of like the sad songs and like the really emotional kind of thing. So I remember like when I was going through my Adele phase, people would complain that I always was having this kind of music on, but I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. People complained uh, about Adele. How do you complain about Adele? I don't understand how that's possible. I don't know. Cause I love that whole album. What is it? 21. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. People like upbeat kind of happy songs, I guess. I don't know. I can't really. <laughs> and then she, she, um, 25 obviously was the follow-up which was probably even bigger than the first album or not the first album 21 was her second album but uh but that one was probably even bigger and now it's been what six years since uh since that one came out so it's about time for what what 31 32 something like that and she's she she's got it ready to go mm -hmm. you know, the pandemic thing i can't i think messed that up but uh, yeah but so so this this always makes me think about your sister uh katie like uh when I turned you on to them, you'd like, you were running around listening to my earbuds and uh, I would get text messages from your sister saying, who is this oh. Florence and why is my sister running around the house singing her at the top of her <laughs> Like it was, yeah. it was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. Like, like, uh, yeah, your sister doesn't like <laughs> people to be happy. That's not the right way to say it, right? How would no, you I that? can sing kind of an annoying amount, I think. Um, or like, yeah. Dog Days Are Over, that's my like my karaoke song to this day. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and people don't really like, I think people want to hear stuff like Journey or different things. And uh, um, Why'd you yeah, have to so. bring up Journey? <laughs> You told me to. I didn't it's because he secretly loves Journey and he I, needs people to be able no, to no, let no. him talk about I, I told her. I told her to go back and listen to, to the <laughs> podcast and bring up shit. So that's all that was. Uh, no, so. <laughs> well, I had a theory actually that just came to me earlier today. It was kind of, I was thinking about how I had like this propensity towards like, I don't know, like um, more emotional songs. And I was thinking maybe that's why Journey doesn't land with us. Like, because I think, I mean, you like all kinds of music, but I feel like their stuff is a lot more upbeat or different things. And so people might really like that, but it doesn't really like pull me in. Oh no. D really likes the gut wrenching songs more than anything. Did you hear that episode a few weeks yeah. ago that was all picked by him and you basically just wanted <laughs> to sit and sob by the time it was over? <laughs> there, there's a song by Weezer that just came out called All My Favorite Songs Are Sad and Slow. And uh, uh, that'll be coming up on a, on a, on a playlist shortly, Sean. Uh, but it like nails it perfectly. It fits. <laughs> it certainly fits the narrative. There's no doubt about right. it. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so before we we get off of Florence and the Machine, uh, what, one of my other favorite things is, is is I bought a pair of tickets to take Katie to the show. Uh, uh, what was that? 2016, probably. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, and and your friend Teresa and you got to go see the show and Teresa is one of our fam family favorites so it could not have made me happier that the two of you got to go to see that show. Uh, I hate that I didn't get to see her, but but uh, uh, but to have the two of you go made me so happy. 
That's been like, yeah, she was really, go ahead. She was really, she was really good live. Um, it was interesting because I had not heard her like speak before, but I don't know if she was, if this was her natural voice, but when she was like speaking between songs, she sounds like very ethereal. And, um, at the end, one of her encore songs, I think it was the last song she played some kind of man. I'm blanking on the actual song name but she actually went into the crowd and like grabbed a guy and kissed him and maybe she knew him, but it was just kind of like this girl power kind of thing that she, it was just, she's a very good performer. That's yeah, been, I, could, I could not imagine. That's been the story of your last half decade. Hasn't it D that you buy tickets to shows that you don't get to go yeah. to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about that here. Um, side B too. Katie and I's conversation earlier today, but uh, but yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I miss a lot of shows. So next song on the list, song number three, is uh, a song from 1996 from the Wallflowers. We just had the Wallflowers on a few weeks ago with uh, their other big 1996 hit, and this one's Sixth Avenue Heartache. This I forgot about this song somehow. Uh, you know, behind the. Uh, uh, the one we talked about the other week, but, but good Lord. Yeah. This is why people paid attention to, to Jake and Dylan and the wallflowers. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It is a good song. I think the thing that kind of blew my mind was, is that they wouldn't let him put it on their first record and then they didn't have a hit off their first record. And I mean, if they're making decisions like that, you can understand why they may not have had a, had a big hit to uh, establish them on round one, because this song and one headlight kind of put them on the map. One headlight, probably a little more than, than this one. But I think this was their first one that people started paying attention to them for. No, and that's absolutely true. Uh, uh, and, and that first Wallflowers album, and, and Katie uh, Auntie is the one who turned me on to uh, uh, the Wallflowers, and, and me and her actually went and saw them at the uh, 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 the Metro, uh, like right as this album came out, uh, Bringing Down the Horse. And, uh, and she was into their first album, which didn't include this song, Sixth Avenue Heartache, which also has Adam Duritz as, you know, the backup vocal on this song. And that's significant because, Caitlin, the, the first concert you ever went and saw? Yeah, for my kindergarten graduation. <laughs> the Wallflowers and Conning Crows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How old are you? Yeah, I had a huge, <laughs> I had a huge crush on Jacob Dylan. And He's I remember like for- man. He's a good looking man. Like we talked about Gavin Rossdale a couple of weeks ago or last week. And, and I was watching the video for the song. It's like, God damn, no, <laughs> he's a good looking guy. Well, do you remember Richie was saying, talking uh, about how attractive Jacob Dylan was? Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I actually, I, uh, I saw them a few years ago, it was 2017. They played in Naperville, Illinois at like a rib fest, mm. I think it was. That's where all the uh, artists from the '90s go to play now. It seems. <laughs> yeah. And that's no, I was so next. excited. And that's coming up next, actually, Sean. <laughs> yeah. What's they that? were pretty good live. Um, when we saw them all together, I don't really remember the actual concert. 
Well, how did you, let you guys me, remember? Let me tell you how it played out. We went for the, well, at least I did because the wallflowers were kind of more popular at that moment, not overall, but that at that moment than the, than the counting crows. And I literally went to the concert because I wanted to see the wallflowers in concert. And then I saw the counting crows and I was just like, Oh my God, it was, it was like the wallflowers didn't exist after that because the the counting crows were were on point that night and i know there are people who now will say what's up with him because he gets on stage and he rambles for for two hours and makes songs that don't sound like they do on the radio and stuff like that that night though they were they were they were fire i guess is the best way to put it i was gonna (laughs) (laughs) they were goddamn fire oh gas sidebar oh go ahead go ahead gas is another word that's that means the same thing too. So I did hear my, uh, my youngsters in the newsroom uh, the other day, we're talking about something. And one of them said something about that's fire. And I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I hadn't actually heard it outside of our conversations in here, but it is a thing. Yeah. Oh, the- Oh my gosh. <laughs> there, there's a few other ones too. Gas. Yeah, how do you there. use that in a, how do you use that in a term like that? I, you uh, well, throw gas on a fire. Well, yeah, see, right. okay. That, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. And that was my question too, was, uh, uh, like okay, guess, and then and Alicia uh, was just like, oh, Darius, <laughs> like uh, Dennis grabbed onto this, and uh, I was like, like okay, so guess that means good too, right? <laughs> they were just like, ah, yes, God damn it, you know, of course. And then I have to go in and ruin everything for them too. But uh, and does it make them not say it anymore? At least, oh no, 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 but it, it just makes it makes my day so much more enjoyable mm. oh uh did i tell you about fire hazard did we talk about this last week i didn't i don't i, I can't remember i'm not sure it doesn't it doesn't ring a bell okay. but it doesn't mean we didn't so uh uh i'm a dirty smoker and i'm outside getting rid of cardboard and uh, darius said something about uh you, you know like i'm taking a smoke break but i'm getting rid of this cardboard material to uh, uh uh recycle it and uh he said dennis that's a fire hazard and i said wait is that a fire hazard because it's almost fire or <laughs> like it's like so close to cool it's a fire hazard like it's a hazard to be the fire <laughs> and he just stopped shook his head he's like god damn it why do i fucking work with a guy like this <laughs> so so he was trying to have you not burn the place down and instead and you just basically insulted him that's what it sounds like well no i turned it into uh you know like a fire hazard like like now what we have to use is the, the term fire hazard like this is almost <laughs> cool like this is almost fire it's a hazard to be fired <laughs> uncle sometimes you bat five and then you're dumb <laughs> <laughs> and Katie just saw you rub your fucking brow like shut the fuck up Dennis <laughs> and she tried to save me and she didn't so, anyway, uh, that's, that's our <laughs> oh my gosh so so back to the song off the off the sidebar back to back to uh back to the song I, I I had heard the part many a time about the uh the homeless man and never really paid that much attention to it that's actually super powerful the whole the whole thing about the homeless guy who lived outside of the apartment and then he just disappeared one day and all of his stuff was still there wow I mean that they totally gives you an entirely new perspective of this song that has been out for 25 plus years 
absolutely like i didn't realize that either and 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 yeah no this song just so fucking good like uh uh and, and with adam duritz behind it mm-hmm. God. did you know that prior yes. did you know that prior to us looking into it because i didn't know he was on the song oh yeah no i absolutely knew it uh katie you actually asked me if we saw that if they performed that song together and i i don't yeah. think they did actually i don't think adam Dirt. i feel like we would have remembered that you know and i, I, and I, I don't too. remember it either but it it, it seems like it would have made sense although he could have come out on stage and we didn't know it you know because we were so far away we wouldn't have necessarily seen you know somebody I mean, because we don't really know that that was the Wallflowers up there for sure. It was just a band that sounded like them because we were so far back on the lawn. <laughs> well, so. we were at the lawn, yeah. and, and at that point, it was uh, in Tinley Park. What was that called? The Tweeter Center. Tweeter Center, or was that the New World? It was called the World then. The World Theater. Yeah. yeah. Now it's called Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Or is that uh, 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 St. Louis? Thomas. It's both. Yeah. They're both called the same thing now. That's why I can remember. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So did Counting Crows open up for the Wallflowers? Or No. No, mm-hmm. Wallflowers count, opened up for Counting Crows. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. But yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. No, the Wallflowers were good, I remember. And, and they did uh, a cover of the, uh, the Weight by the band, which I thought was awesome because that was, you know, Bob Dylan's backup band for so many years. Uh and, and it was awesome. And I think they, me and, and Auntie were probably the only two that realized that at the moment when it happened, because she was a big Bob Dylan fan. But uh, but yeah, no, that was such a great show. God, you were so young. <laughs> that show, you're yeah, I, this is this, the stage in my life I was at. I remember like on my birthday candles for maybe a couple years in a row would just wish that Jacob Dylan would show up to my birthday. <laughs> That's that was what was going on for me. <laughs> he was a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. All right. For, for timing, for timing's sake, we have 10 minutes to get through the rest of side a, I just got an alert. So since we don't have Richie's uh, zoom that we normally use. So um, next song was one that you called me about and said, pick one of these two songs. And I picked the, I picked this one. So, um, uh, and I was glad that I did because I hadn't really heard it too much in the last several years. Uh, Katie, he picked Plowed by Sponge. Uh, oh. Do you want to tell the story? I think I also picked Plowed. Well, you you, you gave me a choice between I think a, we seven, just, Mary, a yeah. seven Mary Three song and, and, and the Sponge song because that concert we both went to. Uh, but uh, yeah. But yeah, no, so so it, the Neighborville show, again, like the Wallflowers yeah. thing, uh, uh, it was awesome. Sponge opened up. It was Sponge, Seven Mary Three, Spin Doctors, and Gin Blossoms. That's a pretty that good right? lineup. And uh, uh, so Sponge opened up, and 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 stop me if I'm remembering this incorrectly, Katie. Uh, but uh, they started. They played like three songs and said, "Hey, I want to thank Seven Mary Three for letting us use their equipment because." we lost ours or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, it, but it was just, it's so funny, but, uh, and, and God damn, this is, this would have been, yeah. Anyhow, but, uh, uh, after they got off the stage, 
you and the person, the other person that we went to the show with, uh, went over and you've got your first autograph, right? Yeah. I got autographs from everybody in the band. I, I actually, um, I still have the ticket, not with me. I was looking for it. Um, and I didn't, I had not heard of them before the concert or anything like that, but I was start like starstruck anyway, just that they wrote this cool band. And, um, after that, you made me some mix CDs that had some of their songs on there. Plowed was one of them. It, it, it was their first big hit off of Rotting Pinata. And uh, it's a great song. And it was so fun and so catchy on the radio. Well, it's kind of like, um, it it's got better lyrics than Machine Head does, but it's kind of like kind of like that where the guitar and stuff is just like, it, it's just really awesome. And it, and it always is going to kind of catch your attention just because of how good musically the song is. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But, but yeah, that, that show, Katie, was so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with the uh so going away from the song you know there's not a whole lot on on, on the internet about the song there's not a lot to say about the song other than it's it's fun but uh, uh seven mary three were, were incredible but the other funny thing about that show was the uh lead singer of the spin doctors do you remember this katie i don't remember it very well but Remember I remember that? the story of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The lead singer, Spin Doctors, came out, and uh, uh, it was the three of us. You know, you and me, and and the person that I was with <laughs> at the time, and we all thought the Spin Doctor guy was eyeballing us, like, <laughs> like, hey, like, give me something more, or talk to me more. And it was it was just one of the most awkward concert moments of my entire life. You mean he was he he was literally staring at you the whole time, Katie? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. I said, I don't remember, but um, I remember the story. <laughs> and the, <laughs> probability wise, though, it's not like a huge. It's a small kind of venue. Were you up towards the front, outside, yeah. but. Huh. Yeah, yeah. And we had good. It was all outdoors, but I think we were pretty close to the front. What year was we this? Were. Yeah. Oh shit. Was it the second concert we went to together? Yes. So this would have been ninety-nine or two thousand. I'm guessing. Oh wow, that long ago. So she was still, <laughs> she was still a little kid, and sure. the, and the other person mm-hmm. you were with was the height of a little kid. So he was probably just staring at you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So the lead singer of the Spin Doctors was attracted to you, D. That's what I'm getting out of this story. Well, we all thought they were attracted. He was attracted to all of us, and it was awkward. So anyhow, the greatest thing about this show was that... <laughs> And I brought that up, but I'm changing, changing the subject, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but no, oh my God, Katie, you were so happy to get Sponge's uh, uh, autographs. Yeah. I was. I hung it up on my wall, all their autographs, yeah. yeah and I way. think, did I, did I get like a guitar pick signed or God of I, Guitar Pick? I think I, something like that, too. 
it was it, it they and, and honestly they were really impressive live too uh but it, but it was just it was just so fun to see katie you know like just being so happy having the band interact with her yeah it was amazing that's awesome that's a good that's a good fun story so yeah yeah so which so I got to ask this next song and, and Dennis, I'll let you set it up, but the next song picked that's on the list, was it picked because of a previous song on here because of the reference to where the song came from? Uh, yes and no. It was, it was our way of sneaking Pearl Jam in here, our way of sneaking uh, the Beatles in here without having to address the Beatles. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a uh, uh, the song Eddie is Vedder. you the song is you've got to hide your love away by Eddie Vedder. Let me help you out there. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah. It, it was it was our way for to to sneak. Oh, we've got a new co-host. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh my gosh. This is Morty. My cat's on screen, or he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's He's uh, playing with uh, the mouse cursor now. <laughs> it's You've Got to Hide Your Love Away by Eddie Vedder. That was off the uh, 2002 I Am Sam soundtrack. And uh, yeah, it's just really good. The reason I asked Yeah, that whole the- soundtrack is really good. Um, Blackbird, Sarah McLaughlin. Um, let's see. The wallflowers on here, they cover, where is it? Oh, I'm looking through you. Ben Folds, Golden Slumbers. Was that the tribute album to the to the Beatles? Is that what you're talking about? No, no. This was the I Am Sam soundtrack. The oh, okay. Sean Penn movie. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they couldn't get the mm-hmm. rights to the Beatles, so they, they had all these guys the cover songs because then there wasn't there a tribute album to the beatles that came out in the late 90s early 2000s that the the song i remember is like stp did revolution i don't know if it was a beatles i i think you might think of be thinking of a a working class hero maybe i don't know because that's a that's also a really good cover not to derail eddie vetter's cover of this but that's a really good cover of revolution also the way that they did it I thought it was interesting in the show notes, um, just about this song, John Lennon said of the song, that's me in my Dylan period again. Just thinking that he was also, you know, the Beatles are so influential, but to recognize that they were also influenced by other music of the day. Oh, and they were never hesitant about talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 a lot of people probably, like you said, like you said, just don't know about it. You know, this being the Dylan period of, or, you know, like Eddie Vedder talking about the who or, or Neil Young, you know, something along those lines. But, but yeah, this cover of this song is just so much fun. And, 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 and watching a live clip of it when he's sitting there just strumming the guitar and the, Hey, you've got to hide you. That, that part, you know, like, it's just. And that's going to do it for side A 
of this week's edition of Sean and D's Good Tape. Our, our Zoom ran out because we don't have the uh, premium version. So we will be back in just a second with side B of Sean and D's Good Tape. One. Welcome back to Sean and D's Good Tape. We're at side B now. We've got uh, Sean and D, and D's niece Katie is joining us for this episode. And uh, after our little technical snafu, we're, we're rolling again. I was uh, telling Katie during the break that that I record and edit the show and post it. Dennis does the notes, and Richie does the Zoom. And without Richie here, we uh, decided to try to get by with the free Zoom, and it just didn't quite work out completely for side A. But luckily, Katie stepped up and is is helping us for uh, side B, where we don't have to worry about time constraints. It, yep. It's it's funny, too, that you thought this would be a quick episode, and, uh, and we just kind of got stuck on sidebars and talking yeah. about real well, I figured it'd be an hour long, like most shows are, but I figured the first half we'd get through but in 30 minutes or so, but that's okay. We, we move on and yeah. So, um, second, I, I will say that there's a couple of songs here on the second side. I'm not as familiar with as I was with songs on the first side. And this first one that we've got up here is one of those that I had never heard before until, uh, I had listened to the playlist. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Lydia. The band name is Lydia. And it's uh, eat your heart out, and 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 Katie actually turned me on to this band, and there's so many great songs off of, the, especially off of this album, Katie, right? Yeah, Pain and Golden. I really this was my favorite album, but I think it's because this is the first one that I heard by them. But I was looking up um, some more information on them, like kind of prepping for the show, and I guess their Illuminate album is is good. I think. Uh, that was more popular, but I really like their style. I think it's, I go through different phases in my life and kind of listening to different songs brings me back to different phases. So it's not something that I listen to now, but um, yeah, I really like it. What did you think, Sean? I liked it. Yeah. It's got a nice vibe to it. Uh, um, I'm not really completely sure what the song's about, but, uh, but um, it's got a, it's certainly got a, a nice vibe and, and good voice and all of that kind of stuff. So I am going to be curious to see your, uh, your take on the next song since you talk about going through musical phases. So, uh, you know, <laughs> B was telling me a little bit about your musical phases, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, so what was fun about this song is uh, 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 your sister, Katie, uh, uh, my sister took her to go see her first concert, which was One Direction. Uh, God, that was probably 2013 or 2014, right? The sister of yours that isn't our mom. Yes. Our aunt, yeah. Yeah, Auntie took uh, uh, your sister to go see One Direction and called me the next day. And it was just like, oh my God, this was like commercial to sell all these One Direction items to the parents for the kids that took them to the show and uh and and uh yeah and she was just <laughs> like, like it was ridiculous and uh uh and then katie i think what i saw this band that me and you had been talking about you know, end up playing a show in st louis at the firebird mm-hmm. club and uh i was like yeah fuck it we're doing it you know, like me and you and, and, and your sister are going to go see the show. And, and I think that's where we kind of sold Danielle. Oh, uh, you didn't I, like the I, fact I, that she liked One Direction, so you, you took her to this concert? 
Oh, oh, and and and, <laughs> and my sister, my sister was like, "Okay, I took her to her first concert. You take her to her first real show." And uh, and Kitty and I got to do that. Was it like close in time period, the One Direction show and the Lydia show? I think it, I think it was about a year in between, honestly. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, because because I was still on the whammy when when uh, when the One Direction show happened, but I was in Franklin when we went to go see Lydia at the Firebird in St. Louis, and it was a great show. So much fun. So yeah. much fun. That was their Illuminate tour. So that was, they just played, I think they played their entire album that was before the Paint It Golden that Eat Your Heart Out's from. Um, but I remember you liked how he swears in his songs. And you were talking about that in a different episode or something. Was that something that you guys like paid attention to and somebody would like swear in a special oh, kind of way oh no, yes that's absolutely yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we, we found as many we found as many ways to put the if if a song was like a commercial radio success and it didn't have the f word in it we found ways to sing the song with the f word in it because it made it better in in our opinion at the time yes <laughs> and, and, and the lead singer lydia his favorite word was shit like he would ah oh, shit you know like that sort of thing uh but uh but yeah no no and this would have hit us right in the soft spot when we were kids, Katie. We were like, this, this whole album, this song and Haley, is that the name of the, the song? So there, I think there is a song that's named, that's called Haley, but doesn't he refer to Haley in these lyrics for this song? I think so too. But... Yeah, because it's like Haley if you're out there, or is that not this song? I think it might be. Oh yeah, so this is this is one that's got painted golden. So there was something that something that I read about like this whole album. It's like all of the, none of the songs stand out. They all kind of blend together. So that was even when we were deciding which song to pick, we were like, well, which song? And then we had to kind of you have to listen to all of them to figure out which song it is you're thinking of that you want to put because it all just the whole album is pretty similar. But it's just. As far as it goes, it, it, it's like the, the the progression between the music that Sean and I dug and the music that's your generation, like this was right there in the middle. You know, this this was this was taking from both sides of it. But it's it's such a great song, Sean. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, anything stand out to you? That stood out to me. No, just the overall. Yeah. I just liked the. I just liked the song. It wasn't anything that was like, blow me away or anything. But it just had a. Like I said earlier, it had a nice vibe to it. And um, yeah, I, I probably should listen to more of their songs actually because I think I'd probably like it. It's got a. It's got that that scrub sound to it that we talk about once in a while. Oh. It sounds like it could be on a scrub soundtrack. It's perfect. And, mm -hmm. and Katie, Katie's a fan of scrubs as well. <laughs> so um moving on to uh the next song uh so explain to me why this would be a song that's picked by you katie because um when d was telling me about your uh your fascination with uh heavy metal it kind of uh kind of surprised me a little bit yeah so i was kind of angsty as uh like as we and uh, through kind of like a metal phase 
And this one, this is actually, this is a song that picked itself because it felt like we needed to mention it because Uncle took me to Ozfest uh, <laughs> the year, I think it was, I wrote it down, uh, 2014. Oh, no, no, 2004. 2004, that's what I thought. Yeah, because I was really into Slipknot then. And this was, was this the only Slipknot song you really even liked? I remember he, you really it liked the it. There was like a song, or like a yeah. story of you at a party and oh, yeah, going yeah. back to turn the song no, back on. Absolutely. And this this song, I fucking, and Sean, once we get to him and his opinion, but I fucking still love this song. It's so good. It's so heavy, so much fun. And, uh, and, and, and Katie, they uh, headlined the second stage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I remember we went to a different stage to because at the end we watched Black Sabbath. Yeah, and, Judas and I remember you thought that was super cool. I think you were oh. more excited about that. Oh no, absolutely. the 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 biggest reason I loved going taking you to the show was to tell you, you know, like okay, you're seeing Black Sabbath possibly for the last time in their original form, and Rob Halford with Judas Priest, and and it was amazing but i remember you were more excited about the second stage with bands like atreyu and uh, mm-hmm. uh opeth and and slipknot is the one yeah and then there. they had like a sample cd i don't know did if we had to buy that or if that's just something that came with tickets where it just had like a couple like a song from several of the bands yeah. and i thought it was pretty good like in that stage of my life anyways but yeah. there's like lamb of god atreyu Lacuna Coil. I remember there was a song on there. Lacuna like, Coil. That's right. I couldn't remember. Yeah. That was Devil one. Driver. Sean <laughs> has no idea what the fuck we're talking about. No. But, yeah. But, first, I was, was going to so say much... for a short period of time, I was, I was in a band called Winter Filth. And I wasn't good or anything like that. Playing guitar and just not really doing anything. Couldn't make my own music or anything like that. But I was really into this stage of my life but I think Slipknot for me so I was like you know since we had the podcast and you were talking about Corey Taylor in one of your other recent podcast episodes last week yeah um yeah yeah. so some of the Slipknot songs like he does kind of do like a sing-songy voice that he kind of mixes up with screaming and well this is it holds up actually this is one of those actually still pretty good this is one of those songs where he kind of goes back and forth between uh between complete anger and just sort of anger (laughs) <laughs> let's let's put it that way so so here's my take on this song after listening to it multiple times this week the first time i heard it i sent d a text and i was like really what, what are we doing here with this with this song and then then the more i listened to it i was like you know i don't actually hate this song it, it's actually a pretty good song the problem that i have with it two problems one is the the part where he he's singing normally you know when he when he's singing the part about i felt the hate rise up and me kneel down and clear the stone of leaves and you know he's singing that relatively normally it's a really good song when he sings like that i don't know why he has to go into the over the top voice for parts of it because if he didn't it would be a a really really good song so my other problem my other hot take on this song is uh <laughs> is uh it's it's an earworm too because even if you don't want to don't want to hear it in your head anymore it's still there and it's going to be there until you hear something else to get it out of your head so yeah that's not really a problem because it's not a bad song it's just i don't understand like i said why he has to be so angry in parts of it that makes me so happy because you did send me that text like i 
I'm paraphrasing, but it, what the fuck, Slipknot? <laughs> <laughs> and I was hoping, I was hoping it would work its way into you. you know, but, but yeah, it's it's such, it's a really well written song, and and musically, if you listen to it, it's so the drum beat and the 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 drive behind it, it's so good. And Katie, I was so impressed with their live presence. You know, like, like it was unimaginable that they would be as good as they were. And they definitely captivate a crowd. Oh, Everyone was losing it. Losing their shit. It really? Was so good. On the second stage. On the second stage. Like, this is, you know, you've been to those festivals where it's all standing room. The crowd is playing. You're, the band is playing basically in in in, in a parking lot. And uh, oh my gosh, it was so much fun! It's so much fun. the The way this band is, it's like seven people, and they're all wearing masks and jumpsuits, and just giving the crowd everything you want, Katie. And and, and, and it's yeah, yeah. It's so, yeah. It, it was so amazing. So much fun. Yeah, um, my husband, I was making dinner a couple of nights ago and he came in to that, like he, I don't know where he was, maybe he was in the garage or had stepped out or something and came back and he was like, why are you listening to metal? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like had it on like the sound system, like in a, we have like a sound bar Bluetooth in the kitchen area. So. That's funny. So speaking of earworms, the next song is an earworm too easily an earworm with the, and it's not so much the lyrics it's the guitar in the in the alabama shake song that you guys picked hold on that also very much uh it, it gets stuck in your head too but it's the way that she, it's the way the guitar is played throughout the song that does it i think it has a lot to do with the lyrics katie don't you i think also yeah you've got to wait <laughs> Yay, you got to what? <laughs> I dropped the ball or didn't pick up the ball. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this is another thing that we used to drive her sister nuts with was that hey you got the hold on. And then a little while later. Yeah, you got to wait! <laughs> God, I wonder why it drove her nuts. <laughs> I don't know who, which of us started that, but I like, so, um, I can bet in our family, we would sing the <laughs> Rolling Stone songs, uh, shoot about, gosh, I'm blanking on it, but where you have to like something about like the same, oh my gosh. uncle, what Rolling Stones song did people reference when I wanted something? Oh, you can't always get what you want. Oh, you can't always get it. But this song to me, like the hold on, but you gotta wait. I, uh. But you gotta. What? Yeah, it was like the same kind of thing. It kind of, for me in my brain, it kind of like fit that same, that so, same thing. And so we. So this is similar to, uh, 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 Katie and I's Florence and the Machine, uh, connection was like I got home one night from Coles and Gary Clark Jr. And Alabama Shakes shared a Austin City Limits. And I was like, oh shit, this is great. This is amazing. And I immediately went and bought both of those albums. 
and I said, you know, told Katie, I was like, you have to listen to this because we have very similar music taste. And uh, yeah, it was so good. So, so much fun. And like this woman's voice, this person's voice, Brittany Howard, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember like Lauren Ruth Ward, um, Alabama Shakes, and Florence and the Machine. I remember those being like powerful um, singers that you shared with me. And I, I will say Alabama Shakes. I've heard I've heard the, mu the music, but I haven't heard a ton of it. So I probably another one just like uh, just like Lydia probably need to uh, listen to a little bit more because. I'd heard this song before, but once again, hearing it multiple times over the course of a week, you tend to appreciate it a little bit more by the time you get done, you know, the sound and all of that kind of stuff. It's kind of a cross between a little rock, a little country, a little folk, you know, it's got a little bit of everything, the, the sound to it. R&B. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It was so good. And, and, and like I, like I said, like I was first, I first experienced them in, in the Austin city limits with Gary Clark Jr like they would just trade off songs and I'm just like, Oh my gosh. And, and, and Brittany's Howard voice just brought me to tears. Just like, Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, what's so funny is there's the line in the song that I never thought I'd make it to 22 years old. And that's completely off the cuff. But at the same point, you know, like there's so many people that could, you know, relate to that, like, like, uh, God damn, I didn't think I'd be here. And, and, and this, and this person, you know, it, it, as she is now, like, it's just so impressive, just so impressive. Uh, yeah, no. Oh my God. And Katie, how much fun do we have with this song? Yeah, we still do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it turns out it was March 18th, 2015. Uh, uh, Katie pointed out to me today that uh, uh, I drove up to Champaign and took took you to go see the show. Mm -hmm. in, in was that the same? No, it wasn't the same time that you came out and we saw the Princess Bride. No, that was the Illini game that you bought me yeah. tickets to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I took Katie to go see Alabama Shakes in Champaign. And, they did not play Hold On. And they did not. Hmm. They did not. It was That's a the, bummer. Uh, the second, yeah, there was the second album tour that they did. But yeah, uh, she said, "You have to they, hold on and wait until my next tour." Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> it's good but marketing. It was, God damn it! She's like Richie. <laughs> That's like a great way to cap this song off. Did you Did you go to the U of I? Yeah. Nice. Spanish mm -hmm. major. Cool. Um, so that's a great way to cap it off. Uh, uh, one of my Christmas presents from her was uh, a line of tickets. We went and saw them lose to Michigan. It snowed, right? Yeah. And uh, and the day prior to that, though, we got to watch The Princess Bride in one of the theaters there. Yeah, it was like an art theater. Yeah. And I, I think it was like a talk along or... It was supposed I don't remember. to be. I think yeah, I think they didn't end up doing it. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
that's why I don't have a memory of us actually doing it because that's not how it went down. Yeah. And, and that was when you lived in that uh, that tiny little uh, basement apartment that was like a cave thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the walls were like carved out of brick. Yeah, and the Papa Dell's story. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was a different time though too. But I know, really, I know, yeah. I know, I know. But we can really so. eat a lot of pizza. <laughs> that's a that's a great inside joke. Before we uh, before we move on to the next song, the Richie Richie <laughs> Richie Richie wanted to weigh in since you uh, mentioned his name. Oh, it's interesting, Richie. That's pretty much how we feel yeah. that kind of, that makes that makes a lot of sense yeah okay it, it does <laughs> when you think about it that way it really doesn't make a lot of sense okay so the next song the next song is is another Foo Fighters song and it's Everlong which is probably the greatest Foo Fighters song of all time this is the first time we've ever had the same artist on twice I, I think so mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was it it was warranted mm -hmm. because of the great monkey wrench story, and uh, and Katie actually went with me to see the Skin and Bones tour for Foo Fighters, and this is what they closed the show with was Everlong. Is that why we picked and this version of the song? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is because it's on goddamn believable how good it is. It's so amazing. It's so good. The song itself was great, but the, to do it this way, un, unbelievable. Yeah, it was really cool seeing live when, um, and they have a DVD of this too, or you can stream it or something probably, um, where he's first doing it in himself and the guitar and then the whole rest of the band and then all the extra people that they had, like the violinist and Hatchmere and... Who else is there? Uh, no, pets, right? That's awesome. So so we were standing outside waiting for the show to happen. And uh, we were waiting in line to get in. And Pat Smear was there. And do you remember the skating? I was just like, oh my God, that's Pat Smear. That's Pat Smear. He was in Nirvana Unplugged. <laughs> and, and Katie was like, you should go up and say hi or you know, ask him for his autograph. I was like, I can't. I just can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> And Katie was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> How far away I was watched... he from you? He was literally like 10 feet away from us. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if maybe you didn't say it at the time or I knew and I forgot, but I didn't realize that he was in Nirvana until I rewatched um, Nirvana and TV Unplugged recently. And then I, I like saw him and recognized him and I was like, Oh my gosh. Well, he was in there. He was never like an official member, but he was on their tour on their tours. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause he, he was yeah, just their, yeah. a touring guitarist for him. Oh, and, and Katie understands the, uh, the reverence we had for Nirvana's unplugged mm -hmm. episode. Well, we did, we did two episodes yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. but, but, no, she. I also pushed that shit on her. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I would say Nirvana's still like to this day, and I don't even listen to them that often anymore. But probably one of it's they're one of my favorite bands. Well, you know, Nirvana's funny. Um, in in terms of uh, you you mentioned you don't listen to them that much anymore. They 
you've got to be in the right mindset to want to listen to Nirvana. They're not a band that you're just going to randomly just drive down the road and be like, you know, like with Pearl Jam or, or most of the bands that we talk about, you can pop them on anytime and listen to them. You've Nirvana is for a specific mindset. It's not just for mm-hmm. just everyday listening, you know, so I get that. And I think that's probably not being teenage angsty anymore is the reason they're not just easy to listen to anytime. So yeah, there's gotta be a, there's a, there's a Nirvana mood. I don't know exactly what it is, yeah. but it exists. Yeah, the different phases of my life. And now I just listen to like stuff like that with out of nostalgia mm-hmm. mostly. But mm-hmm. good for uh, yeah, and, and this song and this song was was one of those ones where, where it's just like uh, uh, I remember uh, Frank Black opened up for them and played Pixie songs acoustic by himself, just like with Black Sabbath and and, and uh, uh, Judas Priest, you know, I remember telling Katie, I was like, yeah, this shit doesn't happen very often. <laughs> like, this, is, this is a big fucking deal. And, and, and the skin and bones show, like what, what was this? The Chicago theater auditorium? What, what was the name? I know it was by Roosevelt university. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Was it, it... it was, it was an opera house and, and, we got to sit there and watch. This it was beautiful. Show. Oh my gosh! Well, the it's... Chicago Theater is—that is what it looks like. It is an old opera house, I do believe. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it, and I think that's right. Yeah, and I think that's right. But but uh, yeah, no. To have my niece there with me, you know, to to enjoy that show—that was so fucking cool. Like just yeah, yeah. It's one of those memories that we're gonna have for the rest of our lives. And, uh, and uh, a couple of years ago, you actually bought me the vinyl of uh, Skin and Bones mm-hmm. you know, for, for Christmas. You know, and it just, yeah, no, just super special. Very impressed. And to, to have that memory with you makes me so happy, Katie. Ditto. Yeah. All right. Next song. Final song on the list is um, from Counting Crows' first album, August and Everything After. As you mentioned before, D, it's a, it's amazing. We've never talked about this song on the on the show through the thirty four episodes that we've done. But the song is Round Here, which I believe was their second. I guess not single because there's some stuff in the notes about it not being a single per se. But uh, but um, the second song released from the album to the radio. So th- the reason we've held off on the show for so long talking about the song was because Katie was at that concert with us. Mm -hmm. This was the song, Sean, that uh, blew both of our minds. Like, like the way he did this live at that show. And, and like we talked about earlier, we went to see the wallflowers and came away just blown away by the County Crows and this song was the biggest reason why. Well, little did we know at that time, because we hadn't seen the Counting Crows in concert, is that Adam Duritz really likes to uh, take this particular song and make it anywhere from about seven to ten minutes long and add a whole bunch of extra lyrics and different things. And he plays with the lyrics quite a bit. And he did it that night and just basically... I mean, he basically just wigged out on stage during the middle of uh, during the middle of the performance of of this song. I actually have this on VHS somewhere, by the way. This concert, I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. You it's not a very good. It's not a very good shot of it. It's shot off of the uh, off of the um, uh, screens, 
but you can still hear it, you know, and it, and it, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty crazy, you know, just the way that the song was performed. It, 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 and it's so funny having Katie here (laughs) talk about this song because you were seven years old, six or seven years old when this happened. And this song, this performance had such a profound effect on Sean and I. And you were just there because you had a crush on Jacob Dylan. And <laughs> wanted to hang out with, with, yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. My, my impression actually at the time of Counting Crows was like, these guys are taking away the time that I could be watching Jacob Dylan. I was, I was, I remember being like irritated. Like nobody had explained to me until the day of the concert that I was also going to see other people playing. And I was disappointed at that. Um, but I did get into Cunning Crows later after I like kind of worked through my <laughs> my upset. As well, we all do. We As almost we got, all. if and you that's were, the important thing. I don't know if you remember this, Dee, but we almost got left at the concert that night because, um, you know, as the night went on, you know, having a, a six or seven year old with us, um, uh, the, the people that were responsible adults being your sisters were like, yeah, we probably ought to get going because, you know, she needs to like go to bed or maybe she was really tired. I don't remember what it was. And we're like, well, well, we can't, we can't leave because, because we want to see the end of this show. And so we said, okay, well, we'll go now. And we kept walking out, but we'd stop for like 10 minutes and stop and watch again, you know, as we were walking up the lawn and everybody was getting really mad at us. I remember because we were 18 and we didn't care. (laughs) I only half asked remember that now yeah like like in my head like everything went off without a hitch but but that's my whole you know golden memory of it (laughs) eat your heart out sort of thing uh uh but yeah no that makes all the sense in the world because we would have both been like that yeah and uh, you know sorry katie and your mom and aunt but uh, yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, we would have been dicks i hope you're not still (laughs) i hope you're not still sleepy from it (laughs) (laughs) i've never made up that Four nights rest. <laughs> no, I probably wasn't sleepy. I was probably just pouty because of the counting crows playing and not the wall <laughs> Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's but funny. but look at the, look at this now. Here it is. You know, almost. Yeah, no, twenty years later, we're fucking talking about this shit. Twenty five years. Five later. years later. Uh yeah, no, and we realized. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so so much fun and music that that's the fun thing about doing the show tonight is that that music can be such a connection with everybody you know uh going from you know slipknot to eddie vedder covering the beatles to wallflowers and counting crows and all that stuff like just such an amazing thing like the conversations you can have revolving around silly shit like a goddamn three-minute pop song like like this is this has been an incredible podcast richie uh and and you could probably learn something from it but it's been so (laughs) but it's been such He's going to be so pissed at me for that. <laughs> I'm going to get paid back for that somewhere along the line. Oh, man. Hey, uh, you will be, actually, because you got a surprise coming to you in the next week or two. Hmm. Uh, 
but it's it's but it's so much fun doing this uh you know and 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 to bring katie into this and to be part of the family now uh, like like it's yeah no music means so much to so many people and, and, and little stupid stories like what we told today you know like she had a crush on jacob dylan and it led me and you to fall in love with those first two Counting Crows albums, you know, like, like things like that, or, or, or wait and bleed, you know, like you actually got it <laughs> after a listen or two, you know, just shit like that. It's just, it's so much fun. It, it, and, and it can make life so much easier. Except for fake plastic trees. No, I'm also a fan of your guys' show, and I appreciate you having me on. It was fun. <laughs> no, it was fun to catch yeah, up. Uncle's been yeah. one of my my biggest musical influence, and it's been fun listening to the playlist that you guys put out and learning more about the music than just thinking of it as like the nostalgic days when I was, you know, in elementary school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of this stuff. She's trying to make Thank us you. feel oldy. <laughs> no, no, no. no and then she... some of your new stuff. It's no, I'm not trying to make you feel old. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I'd not. It makes me think more about this stuff and um, versus kind of like what I did the first time I've listened to some of these songs. Well, and and that's that's the hope. That one of the things I love about doing the show is is the fact that both Sean and I and Richie. Uh, learn about these songs more than we realized and 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 katie you as a listener if if you recognize these songs as better or worse from learning that stuff that's that's fucking awesome that's that's great to me that's that's what i hope for and also you know just fuck it's an hour and a half hour <laughs> of your life yeah Depending on how much fuel, depending on how much fuel we have, on how long we decide to talk, <laughs> and how self-important we are. <laughs> so, well, no, but but yeah, no, I I do I do honestly think there's a place for people like us, you know, like like people honestly want to listen to us or shit about this thing. Uh, you know, I've, we've got we get a lot of notes every week on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And, and, uh, I would say when it comes to the music itself, that before we started doing this last, what was it? June? I think when we started, uh, started, yeah, yeah, June. yeah, something like that. Um, it was, it was basically fueled by the fact that we needed something to take our mind off of the world blowing up around us, you know, and this seemed like something fun to do. But, um, but for me, I was kind of music bored, I would say, you know, just, just, you know, listen to the same stuff. I wasn't really listening to music that much anymore. I was really listening to podcasts a lot more, you know, that talk about other things besides music and, and everything. And it's made me find some songs that are fun to listen to that I, you know, or artists that I didn't know of. Like I'm kind of excited to uh, listen to more Lydia and Alabama shakes and stuff after today, because Man, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, nice try, though. But but you know, it just um it just kind of opens up your musical world a little bit, which um can kind of enhance your life. You know, with uh, if you find the right artist, that you feel the good groove with the songs and stuff like that. Or it just takes you back. You know, makes you think about mm -hmm. things that you weren't ready to think about. Uh, you know, like uh, when I got back to Michigan last night. 
I had the Smith waiting for us. And, and uh, I would never have found them without Richie, you know, pushing us to that song, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. You know, uh, same thing with, uh, with Slipknot, you know, and, and uh, Atreyu and Opeth and, and, and uh, bands like that with, with Katie. And Katie, probably the same with us without you know you know Foo Fighters like one of my other favorite members is watching the Allison Chains unplugged with you in Jacksonville yeah 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 there were other songs we were thinking about putting on the playlist for this week including the Spongebob Squarepants best day ever ever. (laughs) that's funny love you mom yeah yeah so um, for next week, as we as we look ahead, we have been discussing doing a all uh, all female show, all female artist show. So I'm thinking that that's probably the best route to go since it is, uh, you know, International Women's Day was March 8th. And this is, you know, International Women's Month. I think the entire month recognizes strong women and people who have made a big difference in society and stuff like that. So I think that's the direction that we're planning on going for the final episode that we'll post in March. It's hard to believe March is already almost over. It really is. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, 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 Caitlin. Yeah. I don't need to tell you this, you know, on the air, but you know, love you to death. Love you too. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Katie. It's been fun having you, uh, having you along this week and we'll be back next week here. And Richie will be back too. I think, unless we made him totally mad and he doesn't want to show back up again. We'll see, but, uh, we'll be back next week here on Sean and D's good tape. I want you to know it's over. Well, Bye.